Hi, everyone, and welcome to uh, my latest episode with Jag. Hi, Jag. Hi, Shireen. How's it going? Fantastic. How are you doing this fine Sunday afternoon? Oh, great. I went for a long walk before I uh, jumped on this call, so I feel good. Good. Hey, Jag, before we jump in, tell me or tell the listeners who you are. Yeah. Um, so depending on which year you ask me, I think the, the, the definition is quite different. I think the identity is quite different. Um, I'm someone that lands in different spots as a result of accidents and just happenstance. Uh, so uh, currently, um, I'm a solution engineer in the tech industry. Uh, and that's honestly just a fancy way of saying I'm a good listener. I think over the course of years, uh, I was uh, I was first a DJ for a long time, and that's no different than what I do today in terms of sort of just drawing an API to a listener's mind, uh, or drawing a connection to a what to people uh, trying to understand what they're looking to hear. Now it's just uh, the application is technology before the application was music. Uh, between those two careers, I also had a short career in uh, in the fitness industry. I was a strength and conditioning coach for a few years. Um, and that was a uh, great place to really like help motivate people and draw motivation from them. Um, as it stands today, I am also uh, in the final stages of uh, uh, finishing my air traffic controller uh, interview process, which is like three years long, um, purely out of passion. I don't intend on actually practicing it, but uh, would like to have a license so that when I retire, I can help uh, some of those like remote locations uh, and being sort of a volunteer air traffic controller. That's fabulous, Jack. That sounds really interesting. Um, so funny enough, I heard of you during your DJ era <laughs> um, and you've come a long way. And I love that you said you're a great listener because I think that's so important, especially nowadays uh, with whatever's happening in the world, especially with the pandemic and we're in and out of it and we're in it sometimes and we're coming out of it. Um, what's your take on that? What are your thoughts on mental health in the pandemic? Yeah. Um, mental health in the pandemic. I think it polarized us. I think some people found true grit through the pandemic and they came out much stronger than they went in. Uh, and then some just lost that motivation and sort of that um, balance that they had in their lives. And it kind of really exposed what were the pieces of their lives that were exposed, uh, that were limited by the pandemic that sort of affected their mental health. Um, I think I went the latter way where it affected me negatively. Um, I drew a lot of my like motivation from talking to people. I'm a very social person and I'm, as I said, a listener. So if I can't listen uh, and if I can't interact with people, it often puts me in a rut. Um, so my mental health was certainly affected negatively. Um, right before the pandemic, I used to teach uh, strength and conditioning classes, maybe about seven of those a week. And every class had like maybe an average of 20, 25 people. So that was a lot of hands I was shaking and there was a lot of motivation I was gathering from them. So it really stripped me of that. Um, but good things came out of it too. But I think like, I think the pandemic really exposed where you drew your mental health, like motivation from where you drew the positives and negatives from. And uh, if you are completely self-motivated, then the pandemic was good for you because you were able to not be judged for being sort of a hermit for the lack of better words. Um, I hope that answers your question. I know that was a long-winded answer there. 
hey, there's no right or wrong here, right? An answer is an answer. So thank you for that. And thank you for your honesty when it comes to uh, speaking of your declining mental health during the pandemic, if I may say so, because I think it's, um, it's, it takes a great strength to be vulnerable and honest with uh, your mental health. And I, and I'm a huge advocate for mental health. So I commend you and applaud you for, for saying it like it is and telling it like it is. Um, and by all means necessary. I remember that. I remember <laughs> seeing glimpses of that. Yes. And yeah. I would sit there and all wondering, how does this guy do it? Because <laughs> there I was sitting on my couch trying to gain that motivation, right, to work out. Uh, but uh, that's a different phase. That's all. That's all good. So, Jag, what about the days? So how did you cope on the toughest days? Um, to be honest, I, there were days where I, I mean, the, the energy from my, my clients definitely helped from, from BAM by all means necessary. But to be honest, I think like it was a lot of putting up a front for that business. Right. Uh, it, it, it taught me some great lessons and it really like ended up becoming the case study for my job today. But, um, I remember taking this video where like, you know, you basically <laughs> for, I rearranged my living room. My couch was in my bedroom uh, because my living room was the space that people would look at when they would work out. And I would, you know, show my form and all that. I had rearranged my living room where it just looked like a studio. And it was amazing because what people saw, like there's a video where it shows sort of the difference to what people saw, the scope of the camera versus everything beyond it. Everything beyond it was an absolute mess from stuff being everywhere to groceries, to actual mess to uh, my TV being in a different place. Um, like it was my way of coping with um, the adversities that were brought forward as a result of like the studios closing down. But as much as I was helping others, I was also, it was deteriorating to me as well. In fact, and my body showed, like I got injured pretty badly during that time because I was not sleeping well. I was stressed. Um, I was trying to figure out what to do next in life. And uh, I was over, I was overtraining uh, in addition to teaching all these classes. Um, so it came at an expense, I would say. Like what people saw wasn't all what it was. I love that analogy because I think that's what social media is all about, right? We see the highlight reel and everything uh, outside that camera focus is sometimes chaos, sometimes organized chaos. But I think that's very um apt I would say to apply that analogy to the way people portray themselves and again you're just being honest and saying that hey you had to put up a front and I think a lot of people had to put up a, fr a front and I know you did a lot of work with frontline workers which was mm. amazing and I think um, uh, talking about overworking yourself and stressing yourself out and falling ill physically emotionally mentally I think that's very um, very true because I have a lot of um, I have this, this one person I know who is a frontline hero, I call her, mm. two of them rather, they're nurses, and they they tell me their stories and how uh, life is so different inside the ICU unit, uh, especially during the pandemic, right? Uh, but also, and they try to find joy, try to find moments of joy outside uh, being, mm. outside uh, being in, outside, outside death, I would say, because hospitals are about life and death, right? And one, one unit you're seeing 
a child being born in the other unit, you see someone passing away. So I think it's very traumatic for them to go through that. And um, mm. good for you at that time, I would say, to uh, offer those lessons or those classes to the frontline heroes. I remember seeing a few glimpses here and there. And I also remember your Instagram story of you throwing your back out. And I sent you a pun. Mm. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I said earlier, you're so good at... Um, quality over quantity it's not just like an emoji you actually think things through and yeah it's it's very appreciated honestly it's clearly like a it's like the phone call version of of a dm you know something oh thank you thanks jack um so as we wrap up our conversation today what words of wisdom or just words of inspiration you have to anyone listening to us today this was the toughest question shereen i don't know um Oh gosh, I'm trying to draw wisdom from others right now. I'm trying to draw inspiration from others. So um, I, I will answer this question in the most humble way possible because I don't think I am at a place where I'm able to impart sort of wisdom or best practices or anything like that because I'm trying to figure it out myself. Um, I, I can tell you what I'm not doing that I wish I would do that could be sort of motivation is um, find balance. I, I it sounds so cliched, but find balance. I'm on I'm on the hunt for that right now. I'm really really looking for that balance. Uh, and if it's small steps, it's fine. If that means uh, a walk or you know one short step towards whatever it is that you think you want to do. Um, yeah, just find find balance. I think it helps in these polarizing times. So like if you're balanced, um, it's almost like if you look at our economy or like the mortgage interest rates right now, if you had a balanced portfolio, you wouldn't be too affected by what's happening. Mm-hmm. Same way, if you have a balanced mental portfolio, uh, these ebbs and flows aren't going to affect you as much because you aren't fully weighted on one particular portfolio than others. Um, you're diversified, I guess. So you're sort of hedging your risk, um, mitigating your risk, not hedging your risk. Um, I would say that, yeah. So if there's one thing I, I I enjoy about myself is like I have a lot of hobbies. Like I am basically a remix of hobbies. Um, so find these like hobbies that let you have a second chance at a first impression about things you love because you have other things that help you sort of see that main point of view in different angles. Thanks, Jack. Again, your honesty is amazing. And I think by all means necessary, you will achieve that balance. Thanks for coming on. Thank you.